So the incredible Josh is a BBC Radio 1 favourite. He has absolutely smashed it in 2019 and 2020 has been no exception. Covid has not slowed him down. He's collaborated with pretty much everyone and I can't wait to chat to him today all about it. And he's a fellow selector as well. Uh, There's his face. How are you, brother? Yeah, I'm good. I haven't seen you in a while. No, it's been ages. I don't feel like I've seen anyone in a very long time. I know. You've been making so many bangers. That's why. Oh, thanks, babes. <laughs> <laughs> you literally have. And by the way, if anybody doesn't know about his Instagram, Josh Parkinson has the funniest Instagram stories ever. <laughs> and uh, can we just talk about the shit on your roof? What is that about? <laughs> I didn't realise we'd gone straight into live, but what's up, everyone? Yo. <laughs> we, we literally did. We're straight in. I have already done an intro for you. Oh, nice. Yeah. hope that was nice. It was, it was great. It was great. You just me off for five minutes, then I've come in like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, of course I wouldn't do that. The roof. So, yeah, you've obviously been following the stories during lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> so just picture this. You've got a lovely, lovely view over London, fifth floor of an apartment block, whatever you see in Battersea. If you look out the window and just below, there's this massive dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Is it actually a dildo? <laughs> yeah, there's this massive dildo on the roof, and it just like every, throughout lockdown. If I ever just needed a little giggle, I'd just look out the window. But I always I like to think of what the backstory was and mm. why it ended up on the roof. Why don't you write a song about it? <laughs> I could do, but because <laughs> you do have great titles and names. You've got Southern Cooking, which is pretty cool. Uh, you have yeah. MacDuff Road. Obviously, Mango Fingers is a pretty cool name as well. <laughs> Mango fingers. Yeah, I can I can be quite influenced uh, the track names of what's around me at the time. <laughs> at, at three AM looking and going, I'm gonna call this mm. yeah, well, I, was, I was eating mango fingers. I was having I had one of those melon and mango finger little selections. Yeah. I eat them quite a lot. Love them, they're on the go. And I just had them and I was eating a mango finger as well. Why not? That's amazing. That's so cool. Actually, I wanted to ask you about your process of making music because you've done very well in 2019 and 2020. You smashed it. You've done so many releases this year. You've been busy. I think has lockdown helped you become a better producer? Yeah, I would say it makes you look at music in a different way. A couple of releases that came out, they kind of fell a bit flat because they were made for clubs. They were kind of a bit more like the 4am where you're really bloody going for it kind of vibe. Mm. And that one of them was McDuff Road. And it's a proper tech house roll-on. Like at the kind of peak of lockdown, I think everyone was feeling a bit bummed and like had nowhere to go. And like I wasn't personally even opening promos. For, like I, I went a whole month without even looking at new music. I just yeah. kind of felt really a bit low with everything. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people kind of felt that. So it kind of drove me into a different type of music. Like, I, I quite like making deep stuff every now and then. Yeah. And it'd be quite rare, rare that I would make these kind of tracks. But then I kind of went through this whole train of thought like that and started making loads of other stuff and just had one out actually with Eat and Messy, What's Next? Yeah. Um, which is one of those deeper tracks Very that minimal. I wrote. At, yeah, I wrote that at the peak of the last lockdown. Oh, and um, yeah, so sometimes the energy doesn't really match when you made the song. Yeah. So say like you made this kind of vibe of an energy and then when it comes out, it might be a year later and it's like a different feel. Yeah. But it actually dropped as we went into this lockdown. So it kind of really felt like it fitted really well with everything. Organically, this like came together, which was nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So, and so I really just enjoyed making that kind of style. So I just put out my first mix with all that kind of like four tech kind of stuff. And I really enjoyed doing that because I never do those kind of sets when I'm out. No, I'm of course. You'll... The hyper stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then sometimes you MC as well, which is kind of how I knew you right at the beginning of our friendship was like your MCing. You were really like pushing that right at the beginning before everything yeah, yeah. else. Yeah. You've kind of transitioned as an artist and become deeper, cooler. I think it's like as you grow up as well, you're, everything always changes, isn't it? Like, Yeah, naturally. well, it's also it's circumstances as well. Mm. Um, like I, I couldn't afford to get the money to get my recording studio stuff. I didn't have the money to be able to get it all, but I kind of had this push mm-hmm. and I'm wanting to make tracks for myself to MC on. Mm. So I was always wanting to produce because of that, but I couldn't afford it. So when I got the money, I bought my studio equipment, which obviously is why I developed as an artist like that much later, because mm. I couldn't get the equipment as such. And then DJing wise, I was I was in a duo for a while and I kind of ended up taking the role as the MC more because it just, it just made sense because yeah. I could do it. So I've kind of gone different directions yeah. in different ways. Yeah, that was JDP, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I used to host for a few other artists and travel around with them guys and doing things. That's so, so cool. So, yeah, it's fun to, it's fun to be both, like, different, all different sides of it all. It's yeah. like coming together as one a little bit now. Yeah, and then you can kind of do both. And I think your shows, if you actually did, like, a tour, it would be probably the sickest DJ tour because then you'd be, like, emceeing, DJing, pe- playing the keys on another. Like, they'd be like, oh, yeah. my God, this guy does everything. When I was DJing dubstep and more hyper stuff, a bit of drum and bass, I remember biting off a little bit more, like it was it was intense. But I was doing three decks and them seeing at the same time. I was like, "Fuck it, here we go!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, it's always so nice to watch you though. And like when we did, uh, what was it, Bristol? Was it Bristol? Cardiff? No, can't remember. No, we, went, we flew somewhere. I can't remember where it was. To, but uh, we were with Select, but, and you just were like, "Fuck it, shall I MC?" Because you weren't going to MC that night. And it was yeah, just such an organic thing. And then you just jumped on. You were like, yeah, I'm going to MC. And it was just, yeah. yeah, that's what I love about you. You're so random. You're like, I'm going to call my <laughs> trap mango fingers and I'm going to MC on this. And it's cool. Yeah. And you're like, oh. I'm not the kind of guy that wants to, I don't look for the limelight. I'm not the kind of guy that wants to MC because I want people to look at me. Yeah. Like, I do it because I would want an MC there. <laughs> it's like I, like, I grew up like, listening to One Nation and like drum and bass and like garage and everything. And it was always about like, it'd always be the DJs and the MCs. And it was always like a, such a good energy. And it also creates like a, a bit of a, a meeting point between the crowd and the DJ because it creates a, a connection yeah. where like you can feel the energy and you can kind of do it up a bit. Like a great MC is dread, dread. Like, with my new leg. He like reads the crowd and just gets the energy like flowing, like he pumps it. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, Without that, it, the, the songs are still sick, but it's like with that, with that extra layer of energy, it just makes a rave in pump. Yeah, so when did this start? Like, when did you decide, oh, I really would love to be an MC? I was always in music from an early age, like yeah. 13, but I couldn't afford any of the equipment. Yeah. And the one thing you can do when you haven't got any money equipment is MC. It's like, you just, oh. I can just do it. Yeah, a lot of people did it in my area where I'm from. And where are you so from? Like, from Kent, that uh, Broadstairs near Margate. Oh, and, my um, mum yeah. lived there. So, How did I not know that? That's so random. Yeah. I don't know. That's so weird. I don't think we've ever. I've never but asked yeah. you where are you from. I just assume everyone's from London, and then you never really think. So I have a little game for you, which is quite fun. So I did this last week with Selena. Do you know Selena? 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's a sick singer. Yeah, so she was, yeah, she was on, mm. um, she was on last week and she, she got like two wrong and it's about her and this was about you. So I'm doing it about people and seeing how well they know themselves. It's pretty cool. I was literally just about to say, I was such a bad memory for names. It's the worst trait to have as a DJ. Cause <laughs> you've got so many tunes and it's like, people are like, oh, do you like this track? I'm like, I have no idea. And it's like, I've just played it tw on two radio shows. And I didn't yeah. even realize, like, I could forget the names. I'm probably not going to know any of these. I'm going to get everything wrong about myself. Oh, my God. Well, that's <laughs> like, it's like when I do select radio and I just trip up on my words when I'm doing an ident. Like, I don't write it down. At, like, at the beginning, I was like, right, I'm going to write down all my links and everything. And now, absolutely not. And so I'll just speak nonsense. And I'm like, Jamie, what are you actually talking about? Uh, I used to be quite try to plan the shows. And then now I just, I just like going there, having a mix yeah. on the show and just seeing what happens half the time. Most of the time I download promos the night before yeah. and then just have a mix the next day and just play the new stuff. I love doing that because that's the fun of DJing. Like you just yeah. create magic. Like it's like little remixes on the spot. Discovering the music as well and, and like going, oh, I like this. And sometimes you play one and you're like, oh, yeah. not sure about this one. Um, but it's quite. Yeah, and then you, and you're like, literally every time though, I'll be like, this is sick. And then I'll press info and it'll be a name that I've already started saying on the mic. This is by. And then I'm like, oh, great. I can't read that. <laughs> it's like a German name and I've, I've committed. I have to try and do it. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> I know. Every single I had one time I said a name of an artist and he like Instagrammed me being like, That's the funniest way I've ever heard my name being saved and I'm like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like we are we are not good. The <laughs> British are not good at saying any other name. Like it's just crazy. Well, someone just completely got mine wrong like just pronouncing it, they just typed it totally wrong. Yeah. I was DJing at A P in Amsterdam a, a couple of years ago. And I was like, yeah, pumped, like playing at ADE, sick. And uh, fucking, it was for Sam Divine's night, Divine Sounds. Yeah. And literally got there and outside the club, John Parkinson. I was John. like, what? <laughs> I was like, fuck off. Hi, John. <laughs> in the toilets and everything, John Parkinson. And then, yeah, I was, I, was in a, I was in Croatia at Defected last year and uh, someone actually came up and was like, John, I loved your set in Amsterdam. I was like, what? He's like, John. I was like, oh, and then it clicked. I was like, fuck. So yeah, some people out there know me as John Parkinson. <laughs> oh my God. That could be your pseudonym, you know? Just kind of like, yeah. doing, if you want to do anything else, a different style. What do you think of them? Pseudonyms. Pseudonyms, yeah. Well, it's like having a, an alias. Kind of, an alias, yeah. Because like, I know, we know so many DJs yeah. that have aliases. Do you think you'll ever well, have you another alias? Well, I was JDP for a bit, which is, I guess, it's my initial bit. Yeah. It still is one. That's why I used to tag. But then, um, it's funny you said that, because I did actually have a bit of a thing about just being my name. Mm -hmm. I found it a little bit pretentious almost, like, just being like, yeah, it's just me. Like, not having an artist name for some reason. <laughs> but then, I'm bad with my phone at the best of times. And uh, I was like, you know what? I can't be asked to try and set up another Instagram and all that shit. Oh, no. I already had, like, a few followers and stuff from just my like from my normal name so i was like you know what fuck it i'm just gonna go with this name why not yeah like, good idea well. couldn't be hard to try have multiple bloody instagrams and stuff like Sounds. one's hard enough it is it really really is and like i think back in the day when soundcloud was really really big that was the thing to do have like everybody had mm. fake names but now it's just like people are just calling themselves themselves. A house, it's more a house thing though, because like dubstep and everywhere, like garage and things like that, everyone had a different name. Mm. It wouldn't be, you wouldn't say, you would rarely say your own name. Yeah. Um, 
especially dubstep and things like that. So I think, yeah, I came from that kind of scene as well, like grime and stuff of people having their different names. Yeah, yeah. Okay, are you ready for this? Are you ready for oh, the, game? the game? This is the game. Come on in. I think you're going to get it. I do. I'm feeling good about this because they're quite fresh. They're quite fresh answers. Right. You'll be surprised how shit my memory is. <laughs> okay. Biggest stream on Spotify. think you know this one. Starting you off easy. Oh, right, yeah. No more. There you go. Number one. You got one right. Right. How many, though? Ballpark number. Uh, I think it's about two and a half million. Not too bad. You're so close. 2,478,000. Oh, that's pretty much bang that's on. That's kind like of that. bang on, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> you did a sample of Sierra O. Yeah. Yeah, sick. What year did it come out? Don't friggin' oh. Google it. Don't Google it. <laughs> My hands are here. Uh, um, oh. I actually have no idea. The 90s. Is it? Are you going with the 90s? Is this it? Can I just do Yeah, just really broaden it. This is 90s. 90s. Well. Within that 10 year mark, yeah? Are we going with yeah. that? No! No! No, it's not! It came out when we were in school, mate. Come on. Oh, wait, I was in school longer than you, I think. No, we're the same age. I think we're the same age, no? I'm, how old are you? I was going to say. Go with that. Yeah. A little while. A little, I've been a while. I mean, I think I left school. I've been a bat. I've been a bat. Yeah. Um, 2004. Oh, I was yeah. going to say 99. So that was like only five out. Fuck yeah, it. 16 years. Definitely got it, didn't I? Because you had that record for quite a long time. Yeah, I was playing it for ages, that one. But it's just... It's just it, I need to steer, I, I want to steer away from using big vocals, but half the time I use them because when I'm making tunes like late at night, uh, like I just think I really want a vocal to try on this right now. Yeah. And I'll end up drawing for a, an acapella of a song that I like and then ends up just getting really in my head that I'm like, I really want this out like this. Yeah. And like, I really want to find more original singers. I just found one actually. He reached out to me out of the blue in, from LA. Mm. Uh, I just got him in the studio out there. But it's like, yeah, I, I go to these big vocals because I can't get the readily available vocals from other people. Yeah. So if there's vocalists out there, send some acapellas, please. Yes. I mean, you should hook up with the Rattle. So that was where we were going to originally do this interview. Um, so they look after so many big artists. It's like a Soho house for just musicians. It's kind of like a members thing and they basically connect you with so many different people. It's kind of awesome and it's the Tobacco Docks and there's three music studios in there. There's a live studio in there as well. You should definitely check it out because everybody just works with everyone. That's sick. Yeah, nice. So, Southern Cooking, so you... I just well veered off, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... just remember to whip me into shape because I'll veer off and just be like, yeah, sweet. Oh, butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same, don't worry. I'm like, woo. But yeah, so we made that a little while ago, but it just took a while to clear um, and get all that done. And then that's actually a re-sing, so we had to get it re-sung, so that's not the original. Ah, I thought that was, yeah. Yeah. She got it pretty tight, like really, really, really good. Yeah, because it's uh, very, it's hard to get um, get the rights to these tracks. So I tried it with Lauren Hill and she was having none of it. And I was like, oh. I've, I've written a couple that I know that I'm never going to clear, but to, a label actually wanted them both. Mm -hmm. I've, I just 
on a, a blur edit of uh, Girls and Boys and it goes off. Sick. Yeah, we had a little Sick. Had a naughty party in the summer and uh, it went off. It, I was it? so happy to actually get to play it somewhere this year. Oh, mate, send that to me. I want to play that out. Jesus. Um, and then a Prince edit of the 17 Days piano and microphone version. Okay, yeah, yeah. Made like a nice disco kind of edit, but it's like that un-Instagrammable tune. I've tried to do a story of it and it yeah. gets taken down every time. Are you serious? Yeah, and if I put it on any stream, it gets taken down. Like, so the only place you can actually hear it is on my radio show. Shh. I, when I spoke to Sam Felt, he was talking about when he released that tune. What was it? The first one he ever did. I think it was a Whitney Houston sample. Don't quote me on that. Might be wrong. Um, but he found a girl on YouTube and literally contacted her because he loved her vocal, used it, ripped it from YouTube, used her vocal and went, hey, can you send me the actual recording of you doing this properly? I'll book you in a studio. And that's how he did it. And he just found somebody on YouTube who kind of did a version, you know, like those covers. And I think that's sometimes a good way forward, just messaging the person on YouTube. That's cool. I might have to have a little browse on YouTube. Yeah, because he did it. And then look look how big Sam Felt got after that record, that first record he released. It was huge. Yeah, it'd be good to find different kind of versions of stuff. Oh, no, it wasn't. It was Show Me Love. Ah. Show Me Love. Yeah. Okay, so how many have you got right right now? You've got one wrong. Okay, see, not too bad. I told you that they were fresh. Yeah. Right. So I know you did a call on your SoundCloud, like a massive call, ages ago. See, I keep my tabs on you. Uh, but a call, <laughs> like, you know, when you like take things down that you, you don't want to put up there anymore? Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, what is that saying? <laughs> but your first ever release on SoundCloud, right? What do you think it is that you left up there? Uh... Suspicious. Suspicious. It's sick. It's such a sick tune. Yeah. It's so deep. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. It's so like. That's one we couldn't sign. We just gave it away. So if you want it, it's on the SoundCloud for free if you fancy it. Oh, I love but, it. Uh, How many I streams did I've... it get? That's the next. I have no idea. It's not too bad, you know. I don't know. 50,000? No, 22. 22.7. Oh, yeah. that many. Please, come on, gang. Get involved. <laughs> Get involved. Free download. Free music. It is yeah, free music for you. Nothing, suspicious. Nothing's free in life, you know, except suspicious. Right. And <laughs> finally, how many releases did you release or Spotify in 2020? And you're going to name them. 2020, this year? Yeah. Easy. Um, I'm literally I've got all these different schedules in my head at the start of the year it was Mango Fingers because I went it was in Australia and I went to Australia when yeah. it happened sick I, so at least I got away this year for a little bit yeah um, Mango Fingers Body On Me uh, which is so good by the way I literally play that record all the time thank you oh yeah I went a bit weird with that bit disco-y kind yeah. of whatever what do you mean? Um, Macduff Road, uh, oven cooking, and what's next? Yes, five. Five. Yes. <laughs> Selena didn't get hers yeah. right. She no. she didn't get no. She didn't get hers right. She was quite surprised. She released <laughs> eight last year. I mean, eight, eight this year. Sorry. And it's kind of like you kind of go, okay. whoa! You guys have done a lot in lockdown. You've been busy. 
Yeah, well, the thing is, the funny thing is, a lot of the stuff that kind of comes out in lockdown would have been stuff that you actually wrote last year, though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So do you think you're going to have a better 2021? I don't know, because I've been writing weird stuff, so I kind of shoot myself in the foot a little bit where I don't really know where it can go. Okay. I don't know, like, because you always get it with labels and stuff. They're like, oh, but where does it sit? What label does it go with? And all this stuff. And you're like... I don't actually really know because I just sat there and I made it. I didn't direct it at anyone. Yeah. Whereas some producers, like, they'll sit down and write a track to try aim at a label. Yeah. Whereas my, a lot of the time I literally just make stuff and then hope that someone's going to sign it. But I think that's I think that's the nicest way of doing it. And then you can do things really, really quickly as well. Well, yeah, you can do you can write tunes more, like, off the cuff because it's obviously your energy you're feeling. But to get them signed, it's kind of a bit of a harder deal because some of the stuff I'm making is a bit different. And, like, I don't really know where it fits, but... Like, you know, like my tune Alternate, mm-hmm. I made that and it's, I didn't know it, it, right, I was like, I think I might go a bit far in with this sound, but it went off. Mm. And it's just like, I like making those tracks that are a bit more like the standout tracks or just like totally in enormous extinct dinosaurs and stuff, like where they just make what they want to make or he makes what he wants to make and you're like, oh, that's a T track. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it would like make a drum and bass track and then he made this track and you're like, yeah. oh, like it's so thick. Either we get controlled by labels and we go down that lane where we're like, right, I'm just going to do this style of music or you're yourself and you just play what, or make whatever comes to you. And it, it does get hard because when labels do want to sign you, they're like, no, we need a sound and you currently don't have a sound. Like that's not you as in when people are like yeah. whipping like left and right, you know, with their styles. And it's, it's kind of annoying because you just, you're an artist and you're a freaking great artist as well. So any, any label would be freaking lucky to have you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's true though. So tell me 2021, what we, what we, you said you're going weird. (laughs) Are we going more minimal? Like your last single? What's next? Yeah, a little bit. But I actually just wrote, I wrote one that's kind of a bit of more of like a camel fatty vibe, like quite really like Sick. nice big green number. Yeah. But I've had a bit of trouble with a singer. Um, so I found this vocal, like I said, I was just looking for acapellas one night after make, writing this track and then I uh, found this amazing vocal. It was like sick. Um, it, it fits so good. Yeah. And uh, I worked it in there, la-di-da, and then looked for the artist. I was like, please, but, but don't be a big artist I don't know about. And it turns out it's just like a guy. He's got like a thousand followers. Yeah. Um, so I messaged him. I was like, what's up with this vocal, mate? Like, I love it. Do you, what, can I use it? And then he's yeah. like, oh, you're going to speak to this producer who I worked with. So I spoke to this other guy. He's like, young guy, got like 3,000 followers in like Singapore. And I was like, yeah, mate, I love this track. <sighs> but anything else, I can work it. Like, and I make it like a, obviously my own version that's totally different to his. And he's just a bit like, yeah, it's not going to happen. I was like, oh, what? I was what? like, mate, you can talk about, can I talk, like, can my manager talk to your manager or something? And like, I don't even know if he has one, but like, he was like, oh yeah, spoke to them. It's the only way, that, the only way it can happen is if it's a remix of my track. But his tracks had like a thousand plays since like June. I was like, I was like, come on, mate. Like, oh <laughs> we just took this out. And he was just like, yeah, it's not possible. So I'm just like, you're a dickhead, mate. You can, it's possible. It is possible. You could just be a nice guy and like be good vibes. But yeah, um, so I hope I have to find a new singer for it or make it a remix of his. So I don't know, but I really like it. What you need to do is you need to find the acapellas first, hit them up, see if they clear them. So you'll have like a whole bunch that are cleared and then you can just call, cool, right, there you go. Bam, bam, bam. When you're in the moment making a tune, you can't be 
fucking yeah like, I, i'm not gonna stop messaging them with it. it's like it's happening i found the folk who i want and it's like ah so talk so, to yeah, me about shit. your breakdown of music so how do you start the track where do you take it how is it different every single time what is your process in creating a track make a cup of tea first that's the first step yeah always get the setting right first gotta make it fully comfortable yeah Get your tea on, get your biscuits out. Yeah. <laughs> Always about the studio tracks, full stop. But then, yeah, I normally start with the drums, just get, I could like find a nice kick that I want or just, a, or kind of find a bit of a weird groove that like you can kind of make with an instrument sometimes just by warping it up and making it have a groove. Yeah. And then kind of build into it, but I always start with like the drums and then get like get just get that quite solid bass for like for something to come in. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah. No, sometimes have a little play with the bass line to then work out what kind of melodies or sounds I want around it. Yeah. Or from the drums, go to a bit more like FX and percussion sounds that you can kind of just like start warping little things in that just take you like take your ear different places. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah maybe just start playing with some samples try to play a little bit of a melody and then uh yeah just crack on like that crack and on. then it's normally when i bloody i look for a vocal and it's and it's something that's been used or done like oh bollocks and then it's it's like four in the morning i can't find a singer i don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> so then yeah i love there it there you go that's the frustration oh babe oh my god <laughs> I'm, it will get easier as you get bigger everybody will be falling at your feet and they'll be like yeah of course it's fine you can use my vocal i'd love it so talking about production do you have a favorite plugin that you like to use um i'm quite sorry my mates just delivered me some chicken or some vegan yes. nuggets nuggets Bosh, thanks mate <laughs> yeah chicken nuggets yes southern chicken when, when we release someone cooking they wanted me to do like a promo thing where we like deliver a chicken bucket to someone and do some shit but I was like I don't eat chicken anymore mate I feel a bit weird about it <laughs> <laughs> on the veggie pit southern southern corn basically sorry I've veered off again because I've got this come <laughs> no it's fine yeah. I'm nearly done what with you, you. Before? Sorry. <laughs> I said what so do you have a favourite plugin that you always like all to good, use good. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm uh, I, I really I quite like just the in the box alchemy I mean I use logic but I, yeah alchemy I really actually quite like playing around with alchemy's um, good from logic yeah I make quite a few things with that because I just really like how you can use the pads that are on there they've got these two like chaos pads that you can automate to do stuff mm. so find a really nice sound you can just like make a lot of movement amongst like, in the track by automating it so yeah so it's nice. It's nice. And did you buy any nice Black Friday deals on Plugin Boutique or anything? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I recently discovered um, Track Spacer. Oh yeah, it's great. Basically, it's, like it's like in, it's interference between your bass and your kick. Well, I've got the Waves pack, so I use a lot of Wave stuff. Yeah. Oh god, that's expensive. Jesus. Yeah. But uh, yes. Happily, I've got that. So, but there's so much stuff in there. I need to actually like stop being lazy and learn more of it. Mm. It just takes got, time, though. Lot. I know, but I've got loads of these plugins, and they're just like they're just sitting there. And I know that they would be making my tracks better. I'm just like, I just need to go through them and learn them. Really. Do you ever get to after you've done your track? Do you ever take it to somebody to mix and master it, or you just release it? Yeah, I sometimes I sometimes try to just get it to as tight as I can get it, and then. 
you know, I know what my abilities are. I know mine lay in making the track and, you know, people who mix and master their ears are like next level. Yeah. Like, they, you think you've got it tight as fuck and then you, you t- they, they get it and you're like, Jesus, like you just push that in frequencies that like I didn't, I thought were there, but they're not there because yeah. you've just done it. And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I know where my skills are. I'm not worried about like getting someone to help me with the, like with the master and mixing. Yeah. You know, it's all good. I feel like though, because they've got the sound studios world at the speakers and everything everything is right in that in, yeah, in the exactly. studio you know we use our krks you know what i mean yeah, yeah they've got things i haven't got so it's like you know i know that and i know that it, i'm not going to try and spite my face just like just because i want to do everything myself whatever it's like i know that they're going to make my track better so you know they're not writing it for me i've written the whole track they're just literally just making it a bit bright and yeah pumping exactly but yeah i've been using the pirate studios a lot during lockdown they've been a lifesaver have they sick that's the thing. Yeah. That's why I was like, check out the rattle as well, because you'll love that place. You just literally plug in yeah, your computer and go. go. I'll have a go. Yeah. Check it out. I just lit some spice and my mouth's on Ooh. fire. I hate spice. Absolutely hate it. Yuck. <laughs> I thought it was ketchup. Well, I'm nearly off. <laughs> it looked like ketchup. I can't believe that spice. It. I'm nearly at the end of this, but I want to see what have you, obviously you've got, no, it's fine. Um, is there any goals you want to hit in 2020? In 2020? 2021, sorry. Well, Jesus. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm running out of time. <laughs> 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 2021, is there any goals that you want to hit? <laughs> yeah. um, I, well, I want to play a lot more festivals. I have so much enjoyment out of actually like playing the the gigs at like you know big crowd gigs just have so much fun mm. i just want to definitely make sure i get a few of those booked in because obviously this year went to shit yeah so uh I'd, yeah I'd, i'm just gonna be very grateful for whatever comes but i definitely definitely hope it's better than this year yeah um other than that just releasing more tracks i just i'd, I'd love to get um more releases in the bag and just kind of just yeah keep rolling really it was all going nicely this year and then obviously just it's a shame that everything's comes to a halt for everyone yeah because you've done loads of festivals anyway every single year you get a new festival every single year you're like next level next level you're going the right way thank you yeah it's, that's what i mean it was going really nicely like last year went really good and then i was hoping you know, this year would go nicely because yeah last year i was playing in countries i've never been before so i was it was going nice and then, uh, yeah, hopefully the momentum can still carry on from that, really. Yeah. Any, what was your favourite country you went to? Miami. Yeah. Uh, was... <laughs> you know what I was so yeah. surprised about that place is the fact that the Art Deco is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I love it. Yeah, it was so good. I, I, I was meant to leave. Um, my flight was in the evening and I went and had a drink in a bar on the front. We just went to see Gianni Versace's house just to like, just have a look while yeah. I was there. Uh, yeah, just there's a club next door. I didn't realise that Oliver Dollar was playing, <gasps> and uh, so end up like having a bit of a smoke and uh, drink. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going home. I was like, change my flight on the dance floor. Yes, <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. It's so yeah. good though. Miami's the best. If anybody hasn't been to Miami, you need to go. It's insane. Literally yeah, everything cool. about it. The nightlife. The weather, the the architecture, the cars. Oh my gosh! It, just... yeah, it was cool. I was like, we were sitting on the beach and then just saw this Ferrari go past with three birds and bikinis on the back seat, like hanging out the back. It's like you, you just can't get away with that anywhere but Miami, really. You're yeah. like, ah, oh, 
Miami's fun. Yeah, Did you ever watch Dexter? No. Oh, mate, that's all based in Miami. And when I was there, I was like, oh, this was Dexter. I was obsessed with with that show, and it was just so nice to be able to be there and like see everything as well. Oh, a little tourist that I was. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you for joining us, and everyone, tune in to his radio show on Thanks Select Radio. When's your show on Select? Yes. Two till four PM. Two till four PM. Is it it's not Thursdays, is it? Oh, lost you. Oh. You're back. Lost you again. <laughs> I lost you just then again. What? I said, um, what day is your show on Select? Friday. Fridays. Friday. It's Fridays. Oh, you're not the Thursday club. You need to get on Thursdays, mate. Fridays are where it's at, babe. Get involved. Fucking hell. Yeah. I, well, I hope I see you on the dance floor soon and we can go back to back soon and we'll be back to normal. They say pandemics last 17 months, which means uh, if m my mass is correct, we should be completely over it by April. Yeah. Cross fingers. So. My, birthday, my birthday is March 27th. If it ends just then, then we're going ah, big. That, that <laughs> makes sense. And Aries, I like it. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. me, I'm an Aries. We're both Aries. Oh, yeah. Aries are great. Seventh of April. We'll have a big birthday party. Seventh I'm gonna throw. A, I'm gonna when when it all goes over. I'm gonna actually throw a party as the big birthday party for everyone that didn't get to celebrate. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Let's do it. We're gonna go large. Let's do it. And do you have a location? No, but if it has to be illegal, I might just have to do it. Why not? When the sun. <laughs> we <laughs> the hope the police are watching this right now. Yeah, well, I forgot. That's a good point before this goes. We've got our next bike protest in London on Wednesday. Oh, yes. That's what I was going to ask you about. Um, and yeah. with help musicians, they helped me a lot in lockdown. They're nice, fucking nice. awesome. Yeah. So Save Our Scene UK, mm -hmm. uh, who we are, and we're doing it for help musicians. But um, yeah, this time, well, Wednesday. we did it last time. We had like 150 people. Mm -hmm. We rode from Hyde Park, past Downing Street, to Parliament Square. Yes. Um, I was DJing off the back of a rickshaw with this massive <laughs> next to me. But this time we've upgraded. We've got uh, we've got this big blacked out Land Rover we're going to be doing off the back. So yeah, if anyone's about, um, come down for that. 7pm at Speaker's Corner High Park. Speaker's Corner. Um, yeah, and then we'll, well, it's up the top near uh, Marble Art. And everyone just cycles, they get a, bar a Barclays bike yeah, or yeah. Santander. Yeah, so bring lights and masks, and then we'll ride from there past down the street down to Parliament Square. Did, and then we're doing it in Bristol on the Thursday. Amazing. What, so why, why Bristol? Was it just like, want to do it there? Another place that's just really like musical, like musically cultural, like cultural hub. It's just, it's, yeah. It's Manchester next then? Yeah, well, we thought about doing Manchester and Leeds, but it was just a, it was a, a bit of, bit more organization over a short space yeah. of time do you have to get um do you have to get license to do it you just do it yeah and no no and yeah yeah no, no. <laughs> <laughs> last time we didn't, last time we didn't but um but it was all good it all went very nice and smoothly yeah um, yeah i even we we're even pretty sure that a couple of the police actually beeped in like like you go on. Oh my god, that's amazing. That's so good. Yeah. I was really upset that when we did that protest, um, that it wasn't on the news nowhere about the, um, Yeah, yeah, that um, uh, yeah, that was just crazy. It's because it's when things don't make trouble. If you do things nicely and nothing like bad happens, they don't report it because no. it's just like you don't need to. 
they don't want to. It doesn't cause, uh, and they don't want, uh, yeah, it's mental. And then the ones that cause a bit of shit, they're the ones that get publicised and it makes everything look bad. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, a, it's, we could go into this for hours about all that stuff, but yeah, it's mental. We really could. But you know what? It's been a pleasure. I'm going to let you go and get back to making some dope music, please. And send me that track you're telling me about that you can't get cleared. Because I'll play that out and jam it. And get I'll it send you a little package over. Mwah. Mwah. Bye, sweetheart. Thank you for the continued support in Jagged Jungle with Series 2. It honestly means the world. And I can't express how much I appreciate your likes, shares and comments on my music. It makes it all worthwhile. Like, comment and share with friends and invite them to escape to my Jagged Jungle. Sharing special interviews with respected global and underground DJs. I feel blessed to share these important moments with you, so thank you for subscribing. Love, Jaylee.